Back here in the bottom of the first inning here on the campus of Glenwood School. Jacob Goeth and Christian Griffin with you here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as Glenwood uh, grounds out on their first at-bat on the first at-bat of the ball game from Jackson Milam. And so a one out now in the bottom of this first inning as Lee Scott has a 2 nothing lead on Glenwood on the road in game one. A ground out from Jackson Milam and Wyatt Tharp up to bat now for Glenwood in the bottom half of the first. It's Milam, Tharp, and Griggs due up for the Gators here in the bottom half of this first inning. It's Pearson Little on the mound as he tries to slide that in there. Can't do so. A little low for a 3-1 count on Wyatt Tharp. As the Warriors get two runs at the top of that first inning. For a good start on the road in game one. The 3-1 from Little. And can't catch the outside corner. And a walk for Wyatt Tharp, his first plate appearance of the afternoon. Strikes coming at a premium so far through just over half an inning. Lee Scott had three of them. Now Glenwood with one. Pierce a little, the powerful left-handed pitcher for Lee Scott. He's got a couple of go-tos, and he's one of the one of the go-to guys for Lee Scott on the mound this year. Getting the start in game one of a doubleheader between Lee Scott and Glenwood. Warriors lead it 2-0, but Glenwood pops it up here in the infield. A play has to be made. Kate Hudson on the run and can't make the grab. It falls into foul territory and will redo it. Maybe a little miscommunication between Kate Hudson from third and Cummings behind the plate. It was really in no man's land. It was in that middle territory where two guys came to make the play, nobody able to make it, and stays alive. Does Lane Griggs, number two, starting at third this afternoon for the Gators. Unfortunately for the Warriors, that ball did bounce in fair territory, but luckily nobody touched it, so that second hop went into foul territory where it was picked up. So nothing but a simple strike. <laughs> Yeah, all that for a strike as it's an 0-1 count to Lane Griggs. Again, batting in that third spot, wearing number two this afternoon as Pearson tries to catch the inside corner and evens up the count at one apiece. One ball, one strike, and one out here in the bottom of this Auburn Bank first inning as the wind continues to be on and off here at, Lee, at Glenwood. It was the same way last night at Lee Scott. Blowing to our backs right now into the face of the pitcher Little. He delivers the 1-1 and catches that corner. He went to it again and got it. Strike two. Little with a good little, a good little lefty delivery, the three-quarter action. Dips down really below, below his natural arm angle. Really effective on those hitters. And a dribbler up to Little. He's going to come up and turn, make the play at first for two outs. But the runner does go and get safe to second. But a ground out for Lane Griggs, who, by the way, had a three-for-four night last night on the road at Lee Scott. So a big out there for the Warriors. They advance the runner, but two away now. Bottom of the Auburn Bank first inning. Number 12, Brandon McCrane. As that brings up Brandon McCrane. Number 12 for the Gators playing at shortstop this afternoon. Went two for four yesterday with an infield single and a double for the Gators as they trail your Lee Scott Warriors 2-0 here in the bottom of the first. Warriors on the road for a doubleheader this evening against the Gators, but a good start offensively and trying to get it defensively and a first pitch strike from Pearson Little. Oh, one from Pearson, stares back at second, peeks back again, kicks and delivers. 
And outside low for ball number one. Brandon batting in that fourth spot again is McCrane. Batted in the fourth spot last night. And in that fourth spot here today in game one. At Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School. Little peeks back twice into the fires. And it's going to be hit up to shortstop. Grabs it, throws across the diamond. And he beat it out. He beat it out at first as Hayden Harper tried to pick it up and throw it across the diamond. Just couldn't quite get there. Good hustle for Brandon McCrane, and he's on base, and the runner's on the corners now for the Gators. Number 24, Jacob Page. Jacob Page will step in to the batter's box for the first time this afternoon. Had a great day on the mound against the Warriors. Also went two for four last night hitting, so a good night for him in the first matchup between the Warriors and Gators in 2023. And looking to continue his hot play in game one of this doubleheader. Little delivers and gets the call, strike one. With two outs, runners on the corners for the Gators, bottom of this Auburn Bank first inning. Warriors looking to get out of a little bit of a jam. We saw that that was one of the, the struggles that they had. They get those quick two outs, and all of a sudden you get a couple two-out base runners and a little bit of a rally that started Little looking to keep that from happening here. And a ground ball is going to be short up to the right side of the infield. Picked up and got the out at first. And a ground out for Jacob Page. And Lee Scott gets out of the inning with a 2-0 lead as we head to the second here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. As we start the second inning, your Lee Scott Warriors lead Glenwood 2-0 here on the road. Jacob Cohen and Kristen Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. As the Warriors get into the bottom of their lineup, Harrison Short up to bat now, takes a first pitch ball. It is Short, Harper, and then back to the top of the lineup, Cade Hudson due up here in the second inning for the Warriors. 
and rips that one back into the net towards us and the fans. And that's why it's there. And a 1-1 count. Still nobody out, nobody on here in the top of this second inning. Lee Scott leads Glenwood 2-0 with two big runs in that first. Mason McCrane with two strikeouts already on the day. Sends that one upstairs near the hands for a 2-1 count. And this is one of those times where the wind has completely died. And you just kind of wait on it to pick back up. I'm sure it will since I said something. Here's the 2-1 from McCrane. High kick and delivery. And in the dirt, good stop. And gets away from Edwards just a little bit. But a 3-1 count now. We'll see if Harrison Short comes up ready to hit. As Edwards will jog out to the mound, have a conversation with McCrane. We've seen that a couple of times already here early in this ballgame. Yeah, we're, we're one-plus innings pitch. He's at 35 pitches already, has four walks, does have those two strikeouts. But those walks that we've talked about numerous times, that's what comes back to haunt you. Again, the Warriors had one hit, but found a way to scratch two across in the top half of the first. Looking to see if we can keep it going here in the second. A 3-1 count to the eight-hole hitter, Short, starting and left this afternoon. Here it is, and lays off of it for ball four, and another base runner to start the inning for Lee Scott. This is how they started the first, and a good way to start the second. And again, sun is shining, not a cloud in the sky here at Tim Fanning Field. The wind is blowing. It's chilly out here, but a beautiful day right in the middle of March as we just hit the 4 o'clock hour. The first pitch to Hayden Harper is high and inside for ball number one. We saw Glenwood do this a couple times. Got a runner on and immediately sacrificed him over. Looking to see if Lee Scott is aggressive in that way, knowing that Kate Hudson is on deck for the Warriors. The 1-0 to Hayden Harper. Lays off of it for strike one. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network. AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD, Waverly, Auburn, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. And McCrane throws over. They're going to catch the runner in a jam, and they throw him out at third. It was Harrison Short. He took off. McCrane went to throw it to first, and they caught him and threw him out at second base for the first out of the inning. So the base runner is out for Lee Scott. Really good execution there from Glenwood. The play is a lot more difficult than it appears to be. you got to have a good throw, knowing that the runner's already going from a crane. A good throw over to first and that clean tag at second. Well done there by the Gators. So still a 1-1 count to the nine-hole hitter, Hayden Harper, and dropped in there for strike two. On that outside corner, a 1-2 count, one away for the shortstop, Harper, Kate Hudson, on deck for Lee Scott to get back to the top of the lineup with nobody on now for the Warriors in the top half of the second. The one-two to Harper. Swing and miss, strike three. He went after it way outside, couldn't get to it, and the third strikeout of the day for Mason McCrane for the Gators. Curveball is definitely his strikeout pitch. Wants to get ahead with that fastball. You can tell that curveball has a lot of late bite to it. Very late because that pitch was, as you said, outside, but the pitch before was a very similar spot and got the call. So I'm expecting that same thing to happen, that late bite to it. But unable to get to it was Harper. First pitch to Cade Hudson is a, is a ball. He drew a walk his first time up. 
which started Lee Scott getting a few base runners on and scoring two runs in the top of that first inning. Lays off a high fastball for two, ball two. Nobody on, two away, top of this second inning for the one-hole hitter, Kate Hudson. Lee Scott with a 2-0 lead on Glenwood here on the road in game one of a doubleheader. The 2-0 to Hudson. And called strike one as the wind picks up again. It'll be on and off all night long. And we've talked about if you get a hold of one when it's gusting like it is right now, and we know Kate Hudson can, it's going to go somewhere as the 2-1 way upstairs. For a 3-1 count, another hitter's count for a Lee Scott batter. Yeah, you said exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, man, with this gust, if I was at the plate, I'm just begging for a fastball letter high that I can find a barrel on. We'll see if Hudson can do the same thing here. A 3-1 count to the third baseman, Hudson. And low for ball number four. And two walks now for Kate Hudson at the plate. Which will bring up Thomas Whittington, number 17 who drew a walk his first time up in that first inning as well. So a good sign for Lee Scott as we're in just the second inning and everybody's batted through once already. We saw Glenwood get into the fifth batting attempt last night. You'd love to see Lee Scott do that here today. Lee Scott drew four walks through their first nine batters and Hudson with that second one in his second plate appearance. Now with five total for the Warriors. As McCrane's first pitch to Whittington, low and away, ball one. Whittington looking for a hit or a second walk on his day in game number one. And speaking to that, the number of base on balls, McCrane at 47 pitches so far through an inning and two-thirds. That was way high as Kate Hudson's going to get to second easily as the pitch goes over the head of catcher Pierce Edwards off the backstop, kick to the right. He chases it down, but Lee Scott has a runner in scoring position now, heads up base running for Kate Hudson. And the shortstop. For Glenwood, his brother, Brandon McCrane, is going to come in and talk to him for a second, try to calm him down. The two Auburn commits. Trying to talk it out a little bit. As McCrane, when he's been on, he's been on. He's got three strikeouts. But you see a pitch like that that gives Lee Scott an opportunity. So a little uh, wishy-washy here to start for Mason McCrane on the mound. Heads up there from Edwards as well. Usually when the balls bounce off the backstop, it bounces straight back to you, but I, I think it's bricks right under us, and that thing yes. shot to the right, and if that gets past him, Hudson might be standing on third. Big swing, and can't make contact for Thomas Whittington for a 2-1 count, still two away. In the top of the second inning, Lee Scott with a runner on second, looking to jump on their 2-0 lead. McCrane stares back at second. Second baseman thinks about coming over. The jog back delivers the 2-1. Swing and miss from Thomas Whittington to even the count at two apiece. And twos across the board now. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs here in the top of the second inning with a 2-0 lead. How about that? Center field and right field playing just about normal depth. Left fielder shaded in a couple steps. The 2-2. Went after it again, swing and strike three for Thomas Whittington. His first strikeout at the plate and the fourth on the mound for Mason McCrane. Warriors leave one stranded and they don't get any runs as they lead Glenwood 2-0 as we head to the bottom of the second here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
Look out, Gory's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gory's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gory's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gory's Furniture Express, your express way to save. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Lee Scott Warrior Athletics live here. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network. To the bottom of the second we go here at Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School as your Lee Scott Warriors lead Glenwood 2-0 here on the road. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. A reminder that today's game is brought to you by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing offering 24-hour towing services. As Glenwood will bring up the six, seven, and eight hole hitters due up in the bottom of the second inning. Lucas Holman, the left fielder, steps in for the first time this afternoon. Holman was two for three on the afternoon yesterday. Did have that big solo home run in the top half of the fifth inning. First pitch from Little outside for ball one. Still searching for his first strikeout. Only facing the sixth batter, though. The 1-0 from Little kicks and fires and pieced it off. Did Holman into the backstop for a 1-1 count. The biggest thing, he might not be getting those strikeouts through the first five batters, but he's getting really soft contact, and that's what we've seen. Even that hit uh, in the 5-6 hole that McCrane was able to beat out is very soft contact. So if, if we can continue to get that from Little through five or six innings, Coach Tim Hubson and the Warriors would be quite happy with what, he, what they've seen. Tries to drop it in the zone. Can't do so inside for a 2-1 count. Still nobody out. Nobody on for Glenwood. In the bottom half of this second inning, Lee Scott with a 2-0 lead on the Gators. Little working quickly and hit into the gap for a base hit in left for Lucas Holman. And the first hit of the afternoon for him. And that'll bring up Pierce Edwards, starting catcher this afternoon in game one for the Gators. And not a whole lot you can do about that when they hit it straight in the gap. There's nobody home, and you, you know your shortstop's playing a little bit over, but just a good hit for Lucas Holman. So a base runner now for the Gators. Nobody out bottom half of the second. Little delivers, showing bunt, and it's two a little. He's going to scoop, thinks about throwing to second, decides to go to first, and gets the out. The runner does advance, and Pierce Edwards is thrown out at first. We saw that all night long yesterday from Glenwood. They moved the runners very, very well, and off to a good start here in the second. And why not with McCrane in the hole, or on deck, get him a runner in scoring position. Mason McCrane, starting pitcher this afternoon in game one for Glenwood. It's a little early, but 
I was almost expecting that throw to second there. I thought he had time to make that throw. He, I think he thought about it. He did. He thought about it, but took the safe out at first. And the first pitch to Mason McCrane in the dirt and gets past the catcher. And the runner will advance from second to third. So it gets past Jake Cummings as the ball hit into the dirt in front of home plate. A tough play to make behind the plate as the runner advances from second to third. Mason McCrane yesterday afternoon, two ground outs, but two big doubles. One of those drove in a run late. So we know the power and the speed of Mason McCrane on the bases. So a 1-0 count to him, runner on third. And just the one out here, Lee Scott and Pearson Little trying to get out of it. Goes upstairs, rips it into foul territory down the third baseline to even up the count at one. Again, McCrane, your starting pitcher for Glenwood. He's got four strikeouts on the mound himself. As Pearson Little delivers the 1-1. And hard hit into center. Play has to be made as it is tailing away from the center fielder, but able to make the grab. But the runner will tag and score. It's Whittington who makes the grab for out number two. But the runner tags and scores off of the flyout from Mason McCrane. So give him the ribby. And just like that, it's a 2-1 lead now for Lee Scott. Their lead has been cut in half. That's exactly what we saw. An advantage-wise from Glenwood yesterday in game one was their ability. They got the runner on, bunted him over, and a Lee Scott mistake was almost what allowed the runner to get the third more times than not. We saw it again here in perfect ABC baseball from the Gators to cut the lead in half. Outside corner strike one from Pierce a little on Aaron Burton. He's going to lift that into shallow center. Play has to be made, and it is grabbed from Whittington. So Glenwood, three outs there in the second, but they do get a run back. They cut the lead in half as Lee Scott leads 2-1 to one as we head to the third here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Look out, Gory's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams. But it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gory's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can. Because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day or delivery is available. Gory's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gory's Furniture Express, your express way to save Two to one is our score. Your Lee Scott Warriors on top of the Glenwood Gators as we start the third inning here on the road at Glenwood School. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
when that breeze gets kicking, it's chilly out here, and the sun's still up, and we've got a doubleheader, so if you're going to be out here, bundle up, because, look, it's chilly out here right now, and that affects not just us as broadcasters, but the players on the field as well. It does. We saw uh, last night both teams running poles, running down to the pole just to get some blood flow. The Warriors already doing that so far this afternoon. Expect nothing to change as that sun goes down. And the first pitch to Garrett West is outside for ball one. West struck out his first time up. Still Mason McCrane on the hump for the Gators and lets that one go by to even up the count at one apiece. West, Jackson, and Reeves do up for the Warriors here in the third. And a slow ground ball to McCrane, scoops it up casually and tosses it over for out number one. That looked effortless as he just hit it right to his glove. It didn't really have to move. As West goes 0 for 2 so far, Sam Jackson, your starting first baseman, steps up for Lee Scott, drew a walk his first time up. And there's that wind again. So one away, top of this third inning. And laid off a first pitch ball, did Sam Jackson. Again, Lee Scott leads 2-1, to one, top of this third inning. A 1-0 count on the four-hole hitter, Jackson. The 1-0. And pops it up towards the parking lot and hits the tire of a car. I don't know how you do that, but it, on the way down, it hit the tire of the car. So no windows shattered just yet. But with two games, there's a high possibility that somebody's going to find a nice dent in their car today. As the parking lot is right behind the field here at Tim Fanning Field, the 1-1 one one sneaks it in there for strike two for Mason McCrane. And ever since his brother came over to talk to him in that last inning, it seems like he has calmed down a little bit and has been able to just sort of settle in a little bit on the mound. Yeah, it seems like he's slowed that leg kick down just a tiny bit to keep him in rhythm. Because when you're missing up, it means your mechanics are working too fast. You're not able to get your arm in the right slot to throw that pitch. So you slow that leg kick down, slows everything down behind it as well. That's what's allowing you to get in front of the ball and get the command and get those strikes that he's been getting. Jackson fouls that one off. To stay alive at 1-2, here it is. And fouls it same direction towards the softball fields here at Glenwood School. And we'll have a third 1-2 pitch here. For the starting first baseman for Lee Scott. Nobody on, one away, top of this third inning. Lee Scott with a 2-1 lead. Here's the 1-2. Tried to drop it in. Takes it upstairs. Lays off of it for a 2-2 count now on Sam Jackson. On deck for the Warriors, Pelzer Reeves, who had that single RBI back in the first. The 2-2 tried to go outside corner and just can't quite get it there. It's Mason McCrane and a full count. 3-2-1 across the board now. Three balls, two strikes, one out on Sam Jackson. And he walked his first time up looking for another walk here or a base hit. The 3-2 to Jackson. Laid off of it, low it away, and two walks now for Sam Jackson and a base runner for the Warriors with one away in the third. The sixth walk for the Warriors and that McCrane has given up so far. Warriors took advantage in the first inning, couldn't in the second. 
Would love to find a way to scratch one, get that run right back in the top half of the third inning. And that's something that Lee Scott has done really all year long. They're a very patient bunch at the plate. They're going to make you throw them strikes. As Pelzer Reeves, he tried to check his swing, unable to do so. A ball that was in the dirt. He'll want, he'll want that one back. And an 0-1 count. But as I was saying, Lee Scott, very patient at the plate. They're going to make you throw him strikes. And more times than not, they do not swing at bad pitches. And that's one thing that you have to be proud of. So as a pitcher, you have to be on your A game as McCrane pitches that one outside to even it up at one apiece. We saw Jacob Page on his game yesterday with nine, or we got to 11 strikeouts last night, did Jacob Page. So that's what you have to do against this Lee Scott team. you got to get some velocity, and you got to throw them good pitches. And a lot of times they take advantage as they have a 2-1 lead, and the 1-1 to Pelzer tips that one back into the net for a 1-2 count. Yeah, that was my thought. I was about to say exactly is, you know, you get the patience of a team. It works good most of the time, but every once in a while you get that pitcher who gets locked in and gets dialed in with his catch and all of a sudden it can come back to haunt you because then all of a sudden, like what we saw last night, we saw a bunch of 0-2 and 1-2 counts where Page was in the driver's seat and was forcing the Lee Scott hitters to guess up at the plate. As McCrane throws over to first, just checking on Sam Jackson over there, who's on first base thanks to his second walk of the afternoon here in game number one of a doubleheader at Glenwood. The 1-2 to Pelzer. Lays off of it, and smartly so. That's a tough one to lay off of, but gets the 2-2 count with the two balls, two strikes, one out, top of this third inning. McCrane up to 61 pitches through two and one-third of an inning. So speaking to that patience of the Lee Scott hitters, could come to effect in game two as, as, the, as the Gators won't want to use their pen as much but might have to be forced to earlier in this game too. As Pelzer goes upstairs and strike three swinging for the second out. Of this third inning in the fifth strikeout of the day for Mason McCrane and the Gators. As Jake Cummings will come up to bat now, got on base thanks to an infield single fielder's choice. He was on as the Gators got out the leadoff runner in that last inning. He was able to get on. Oh, the runner on first, two away. Lee Scott looking to generate some more offense here in the third inning with a 2-1 lead. McCrane stares over at first base. The lefty fires, and big hack at it. Can't make contact for Jay Cummings. Strike one. Cummings peeks down to third base to get the call. And an 0-1 count. McCrane working quickly now. Goes to that outside corner, gets the call. 50-50 ball. And there's that 0-2 hole you were talking about, partner. It's an 0-2 count on Jake Cummings. Well, the runner on first, McCrane working quickly and got him swinging. Strike three. Strike three for the sixth strikeout of the day for Mason McCrane. And no run scored, one left on for the Warriors. We head to the bottom of the third in game one. Lee Scott with a 2-1 lead on Glenwood here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank! 
Mike, the champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Lee Scott still leads Glenwood 2-1 to one here in game number one on the road at Glenwood School and a doubleheader between your Warriors and the Gators. Jacob Goins, Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Well, Lee Scott had a base runner there in the top of that third. Couldn't get him around, couldn't make anything of it, but they still have a 2-1 lead that they're working with here on the road as Glenwood will bring up the top of their lineup. They're back to it. It'll be Jackson, Milam, Wyatt Tharp, and Lane Griggs. One, two, and three do up for the Gators in the bottom half of the third. Milam started his afternoon swinging out a first pitch curveball. Little chopper to, to Kate Hudson. So 0 for 1 on the afternoon so far. And that ball gets past the catcher inside. Missed it completely. Hits into the backstop. For a 1-0 count, Pearson Little still on the mound for your Warriors. Hasn't recorded any strikeouts yet, but just given up the one run on two Gators hits. The 1-0. And swung at an inside ball. Kind of kind of confused him a little bit. He went inside. He wanted to swing it real hard, but then had to adjust the swing right as the ball was getting to him and fouled it away for a 1-1 count on Jackson Milam. Left-handed pitcher, left-handed batter. Slows it down a little bit and just a dribbler up to the right side of the infield. Second base comes up and can't make the play. Had the ball in his glove and just couldn't quite get it there. Four Pelzer Reeves got ahead of himself just a little bit and a laid-off base runner for Glenwood thanks to the error at second base. And now we're right at the same situation. Runner for Glenwood. We'll see if they do it. We've seen them do multiple times so far through a game and a half. We'll see if Tharp tries to lay one down and get that runner in. He does square. He squared up to show bunt, but it was low and away for ball number one. And that's a good notice by you. It's just it's just about every time that Glenwood gets that leadoff runner or gets that runner with one out, they're going to try and move him over to second base because then they trust the hitting in their lineup to try to move them around. And shows bunt again, and it's on the outside for ball two. As Wyatt Tharp walked his first time up, showing butt here on a 2-0 count with a runner on first. Nobody out for the Gators in the bottom half of the third. Shows butt again in a 3-0 count. Pierce a little looking to find the strike zone. It's a pitching coach's nightmare right here. You know, they're saying he's giving you an out. They're giving you an out. Take it, take it. But as a player, I know sometimes that's the hardest time to throw a strike is when you know that they're they're not going to swing or they're just trying to give themselves up. As Little delivers a strike right there, trying to battle back in a 3-1 count on the 2-0 hitter Tharp. With a runner on first and nobody out in the bottom half of the third, Lane Griggs on deck for the Gators. Here's the 3-1, showing bunt goes inside in ball four. And two base runners to start this third inning. 
for Glenwood. As Tharp has two walks so far today, 0 for 2 technically, but he's been on base both times, and we're going to have a mound visit from head coach Tim Hudson to talk this thing over. And what's the game plan here? What's the mindset with runners on first and second? Nobody out. Little sort of struggling to find that strike zone a little bit here in the bottom of this third. Yeah, I don't know if this is necessarily a strategical talk other than saying, hey, they're probably going to be doing the same exact thing. I wouldn't expect anything to change with a sacrifice bunt here, try and get two runners in scoring position. But other than that, it's just to calm down. You saw him with the error. Sometimes that can affect you as a pitcher because, you know, you made a great pitch. It should be one out. All of a sudden you have the mentality of, oh, gosh, now i got to do so much more than what I'm used to doing rather than just throwing the ball over the plate. But yeah, I think that's all it is, just to calm down. You see the pat on the butt there. I think it's just a calm down, little type thing, a little bit of strategy, knowing where to go with that ball if it is bunted, whether it's bunted soft, whether it's bunted hard. On plays like this that you see where the third baseman, you know, if it's a hard bunt, you want the third baseman covering third. So that way it's just a tag or a force play, I'm sorry. Uh, so you'll want to see the pitcher will make that run to the left side, and the first baseman should come in to field any bunt on the right side. We'll see if that's the play here, or we'll see if Griggs – squares to begin with. I'm okay if he wants to hit into a triple play right here. As he does square up and fouls it off. Four strike number one, and Glenwood just doesn't seem like the squad right now to, to square up and hit this thing with runners on first and second, nobody out. They're going to try and move those runners over, especially with Brandon McCrane on deck for Glenwood, but it's Lane Griggs up right now. You're starting third baseman for Glenwood. Grounded out his first time up. Runners on first and second. An 0-1 count on him. Nobody out. Bottom of the third. Lee Scott with a 2-1 lead. And now that we've seen that he squares, the first baseman does come in, so that means the pitcher will have the right side. And the, the ball gets away from Jake Cummings. Down the first baseline. Went to grab it. Slipped on the turf on his way. And runners do advance as the wind picks up again. Runners advance, so they get the runners to move without even having to lay the butt down. And we'll see if Glenwood now decides to step in there and swing the bat with runners in scoring position. Yeah, again, we saw that a couple times. It's not only the mistakes, or not only the capitalizations by Glenwood. That one's popped up down the first base line in foul territory and can't make the play. No, it was in fair territory as he hits it right there. He grabbed it right there on the line off of the glove and right, and one run will score as Garrett West drops it. Two runs will score for Glenwood as the ball finally gets in. It'll be a triple for Griggs. He gets all... All the way around to third, and two-run score, and the Gators take a 3-2 lead here at home. It's almost a speak-of-the-devil type situation there. Talking about not only Glenwood and their timely hitting, but it's their ability to capitalize on the mistakes. And we see another one right there. I believe that will go down as a triple, but in and out of the glove, right on that foul, the foul line. So now not only the bunt, or two, the two bunt attempts, and no outs there. So now a runner on third base and still nobody out. And a ground ball down the first baseline and past the first baseman, Sam Jackson. That'll get down for a base hit. He's going to try and take two, and he does. Takes two, a nice piece of hitting for Brandon McCrane as that wind is howling right now. So a double for Brandon McCrane. A stand-up double, if you will, gets in there as that was just hit perfectly down the first baseline, right past the diving first baseman, Sam Jackson. Nothing you can do. Another run scores for the Gators. At least Scott's lead has disappeared. They trail 4-2 here in the third. Yeah, as you said, not, not hit too hard, but just found the perfect place. Jackson trying to cover up that hole on the right side of the infield. 
That one's popped up down the third baseline, back behind the Glenwood dugout in foul territory. First strike number one on Jacob Page. He grounded out his first time up, and it seems like it's been a matter of minutes, and, and Glenwood has taken this 4-2 lead. They've scored three here in the bottom of this third. Lee Scott's got to find a way to get out of it, and unfortunately, still nobody out in the bottom of this third inning. Third base coach for Glenwood. Should, appeared to be a little angry after that foul ball. Looked like he was calling for maybe another bunt attempt to get that runner over the third. Doesn't square here, though. That ball low and away for ball number one. A 1-1 one, one count on Jacob Page. That's Pearson Little. Looking for his first out of this third inning for Lee Scott. Delivers big swing and miss for strike two. So again, some timely hitting for Glenwood. A couple of mistakes for Lee Scott. And the Warriors' lead has all but disappeared with a 4-2 deficit now to Glenwood on the road in game one. That's hit hard to third base. Hudson scoops it up, can't make the play, loses it, and the runners will stay on second. And Jacob Page will be in safely at first. That'll go down as an error on Kate Hudson. Yeah, second one of the inning, a little in-between hop, not sure whether to charge it or to play it back. Kind of just stood there. It's one of those ones where if you don't attack the ball, the ball's going to attack you. And Pearson Little's going to call for a visit with his infield as he had a gimme out right there. Just couldn't make the play. And we'll see what Lee Scott's infield can come up with. Just trying to have a little team meeting to figure out what in the world is going on here in the bottom of this third inning. You came into it with a lead. You're still yet to record an out as Glenwood scored three runs and base runners on first and second. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be frustrating for a little, little bit. you got to find a way to keep your head on your shoulders. But, again, I mean, the first batter of the inning, soft contact to second base, finds a way, gets on base with an error. And now bookended ones to where we are now. Interested to see if Holman will square here to try and get runners in scoring position. Lee Scott is playing so as is the third, as uh, the first baseman Jackson comes in. As little, he kicked to fire it in there and decided not to do so. He doesn't throw it anywhere, so no balk anything. But Again, it's what we saw last night. It's just yeah. one of those plays. You're not trying to get an out, but you're trying to see if Holman will square. He did not show here, and he shows late. That one comes right towards us. If you're watching on the video, that came right at you. That's some 3D action right there. As an 0-1 count as that was foul tipped. Four strike one. Might be 40 with the wind coming too. I'm I mean, telling you, man. Feel it. <laughs> I'm telling you, that wind is it would, it, It's it's either 100 mile an hour winds or it's just or no, dead. It, like, like it is, it is now. right now. It is just dead, no wind. But then it'll pick up and it just about knocks all of our equipment off the table here at Glenwood. The 0-1 from Little sneaks it in there for strike two. At least God's got to get some outs here in the bottom of this third inning. And a chance right here, an 0-2 count on Lucas Holman. Runners on first and second. Warriors trail Glenwood 4-2 in game one of a doubleheader here at Tim Fanning Field. How much do you trust your small ball here? 0-2 count, do you still square to bunt? Or you try and put the ball in play? The 0-2 is going to ground to two-third, a, a triple play opportunity. you got to turn it. Hudson's going to step on third and decides not to throw it down to first as Holman was booking it down the first baseline. So they get the leadoff runner out at third and one away here in the bottom of this third inning, but the Gators still have runners on first and second. I'll say triple play opportunity. That's extremely tough to turn to that, that, but 
You hit it to the third baseman, so the opportunity is technically there, but it is a really tough play to make. And really a smart play by Hudson not to throw a wild ball down to first at the first pitch to Pierce Edwards is outside for ball one. Yeah, and nonetheless, you'll take that exact play every single time. Essentially, nothing happened and you gained an out from it. So if you're Lee Scott, you'll definitely take that outcome. The 1-0 to Edwards. Slides it inside, excuse me, slides it inside for strike one. And one's across the board now. One ball, one strike, one out as Pearson Little on the mound for Lee Scott. Still searching for that first strikeout of the afternoon, but just trying to get some outs here in the bottom of this third inning to get the bats working again for the Warriors. The 1-1 to Edwards. Pearson kicks and delivers and slides it in and hit him. It hit him. And that'll load the bases up for the Gators with just one out in the bottom of this third inning. And a pinch runner will come in for the Gators. Take the catcher off of first base. But still, just one out here in the bottom of this third inning. Lee Scott's got to find a way to get some outs with the bases loaded. It'll be Camden White who comes in to run for the Gators. Little looking to get out of a jam here. Does have the lefty-lefty advantage. But if there's one guy that you don't necessarily want to see up at the plate right now, it would be Mason Crane lying into a sacrifice fly. His first time up to give the Glenwood Gators their first run of the game. Have tacked on three cents, and they're looking to do more here. A 4-2 lead. It's Mason McCrane steps into the batter's box with a bases-loaded situation with just one out and takes the first pitch low and away, ball one. Little shakes off a couple of pitch calls, finds the one he likes. The lefty kicks and fires. Inside, McCrane just gets out of the way for ball two. A double play would be massive for Lee Scott here. A ground ball in the infield. you got to make the play if you're Lee Scott to get back to the bats who have been sitting or been playing in the field for a long time. Bats have not been up for Lee Scott. Here's the 2-0 and a hard hit into the gap. Down for a base hit. One run will score into left field, and they're going to hold everybody up. So another run scores for the Gators. Give McCrane his first hit of the afternoon and two RBIs on the day for your starting pitcher. Good response there from McCrane, an unfortunate one, but gives up two in the top of the first. Now has two runs batted in himself at the plate, so good job of making up for those first inning struggles. And another mound visit from head coach Tim Hudson, and we'll see if Pearson Little's day is done or if this will be his inning, and I believe it's I believe it's going to be, but we'll see what the what the decision is. Oh, this is this is the second yeah. Yep, and it Second is. Meeting this yep. inning, new yep. pitcher's got to come in. Yep, pitcher coming in, so we will take a break as Pearson Little's day on the mound is done for Lee Scott. They trail Glenwood 5-2 to two in the bottom of the third inning. Stay tuned for more Lee Scott baseball here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Outdoors, they're all about hunting and fishing and loving the great outdoors every day. And if you are too, you'll love the great selection of guns and ammo, bows and arrows, rods and reels, gear and apparel. As an independent family business, Reynolds Outdoors can offer top brand names at hometown prices, plus friendly local expert service. So before you hit the woods, the field, or the water, head to Reynolds Outdoors on Geneva Street, Opelika, on Facebook and Instagram, and at ReynoldsOutdoors.net. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secured Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. So a pitching change for your Lee Scott Warriors as they've given up four runs in the bottom of this third inning. Pearson Little's day is done, and it'll be Smith Harkins on the mound for your Warriors to try to get out of a bases-loaded jam with just one out here in the bottom of this third inning as the Warriors trail Glenwood 5-2. to two. Final stat line for Little goes two and one-third. He's up five hits, three walks, five earned runs, and he is responsible for these three runners on base. So if they do score, they will be not be charged to Harkins. But we'd like to see them not scored. So they don't have to be going anybody's stat category. That's right. As a strike is called on the second pitch for Smith Harkins. The 1-1 now 
And a little high and inside for ball two on Aaron Burton, the nine-hole hitter for Glenwood. So if you're ever out of time for the Warriors to get out of this inning, it's when you're at the very bottom of the Glenwood lineup. You do not want to see the top of the order come up again. Corners are in for the Warriors as well. Could be reading a little sacrifice bunt here, but I don't think I'd see that with the bases loaded. Maybe just a runner on third. That one scooped out of the dirt from the catcher, Jake Cummings. And a 3-1 count, so Lee Scott in danger of walking in a run here as they trail 5-2, bases loaded, just the one out bottom of, th of the third here on the road at Glenwood. Harkins kicks and fires, and a dribbler, two-thirds scoop by Hudson, throws across the diamond and makes the play. A run scores for the Gators, but the out is made at first base by Kate Hudson. It's now 6-2 to two Gators. Coach Tim Hudson's coming to to talk. I wonder if Hudson was trying to go home, but the runner at third was running in base path, or I'm sorry, out of the path. Not allowing Hudson to make that throw because it looked like he came up firing yeah. at home. Yeah, yeah. We were wondering the same thing. Like, why, why not try go go for the double play? I think he could have stepped on first, but that ball coming in, he played it on a hop and wanted to fire that ball in to home. But it doesn't seem like that argument will come to any success for the Warriors. That runner scores on the fielder's choice. So six to two now for Glenwood with two away runners on second and third. And as I mentioned, back to the top of the lineup. For Jackson Milam, the designated hitter in that first spot for the Gators. Milam 0 for 2 in the afternoon. Two very soft hit balls. Did reach on the air to start this inning, actually, as the Gators bat around. Hit a soft dribbler to Griggs at second. Was unable to field it cleanly as it popped out of his glove. And Milam reached. First pitch to Milam was in the dirt. Ball one. Harkins delivers the 1-0. And inside gets out of the way. Does Milam. For the 2-0, still two outs bottom of this third inning. Lee Scott trying to get to the bats. It'll be Edens, Short, and Harper due up for the Warriors in what has been a long third inning for the Gators. And a blooper over to first, backs up, makes the play, going to be a race to the back, dives to make the play, and gets the out at first. Heck of an effort over there by Sam Jackson on first. Dives, makes the play. You don't see it too often, but he made the play. And Lee Scott gets out of the inning. We head to the fourth, but Glenwood does their damage. They're up 6-2 to two on the Warriors. But the bats coming back up for Lee Scott as we head to the fourth here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Olaka Road. 
This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Game action is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. Trailing 6-2 to two with work to do for your Lee Scott Warriors as we head to the fourth here on the campus of Glenwood School and a swinging strike one for your designated hitter, Lane Eddins. Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. It was a five-run third inning for the Glenwood Gators. As that pitch is outside for ball one. Five run, bottom of the third for the Gators, and they take a 6-2 to two lead over your Lee Scott Warriors. Bottom of the lineup due for Lee Scott here, Ed and Short and Harper due up in the top half of the fourth. Still Mason McCrane on the mound for Lee Scott, delivers a third pitch ball and a 2-1 count now to Edens, who struck out his first time up. The 2-1 lays off of it, and rightfully so, a 3-1 count for a hitter's count on the Neddens. Warriors looking to find a couple barrels, get a couple orders on base via the hit. Pelzer Reeves has that one RBI single in the, in the top of the first. Other than that, it's almost like the Warriors have been relying on that walk. Granted, it's happened six times, so... right. As a called strike two on the inside corner as Eddins started jogging down to first. Disagreed with the call, but a full count now. Three balls, two strikes, nobody out, nobody on for Lee Scott, top of the fourth. And swing, miss, strike three for Lane Eddins, his second strikeout of the day. As Harrison Short steps up to the plate for just his second attempt of the afternoon. He walked his first time up, but was thrown out at second trying to steal. Again, as you mentioned, after that little meeting between the McCrane brothers at the plate, the motion slowed down a little bit for Mason, and it seems like he's caught himself in a little bit of a groove. Warriors going to have to do what they can, trying to get a couple runners on, just to mix up that tempo a little bit. The first pitch was a strike. That one goes upstairs for ball one. For ones across the board, a ball strike and an out. Here in the top of this fourth inning, nobody on. And still a 6-2 deficit for Lee Scott in game one. Lays off of it right down Broadway, strike two. McCrane about to deliver his 75th pitch of the evening. The one-two count to Harrison Short and fouled it off into the net to stay alive at one-two. McCrane up to seven strikeouts so far. In less than half a ball game, that's pretty good. The one-two. And in the dirt laid off of it, did Harrison short to even up the count at two apiece. The two-two. And a 
Got his hands jammed up down the third baseline. Can't make the play. And he's going to round first. It gets into the left field, but he's going to hold up at first. It was a play tried to be made by Lane Griggs. It was really just a, a, a roller down the third baseline. Hit it on the hard part of the bat, but it's able to get on is Harrison Short. With the infield single, just a miss by Lane Griggs on third base in the in the Warriors for what seems like the first time in a while they've got a base runner. They do. They do. I was going to say a, a leadoff base runner, but no, it comes with one out. But again, just to be, to be able to the ability to mix up that that tempo a little bit could serve huge here for the Warriors. As Harper swings on the first pitch, can't make contact for strike one. He struck out his first time up, but just one away. And a base runner, if somehow Harper can get on, you're back to the top of your lineup for the Warriors. Tries to lay down the bunt, gets up underneath it, and is in foul territory near the Glenwood dugout. Play can't be made. But there is that dreaded 0-2 hole for Lee Scott Hitter. I like the decision right there. It's funny. Baseball minds think alike. I was thinking that third baseman's back. If he wants to drop one down the third baseline, mm -hmm. he tried to. Pitch was up, and it's hard to get... A fastball up on the letters down, perfectly squared rather than just being able to drop your bat head on it. And again, the risk of found that off, now all of a sudden you're in an 0-2 hole. Here's the 0-2. Laid off of it, checked to swing, and it's loaded away, ball one. Hayden Harper starting at shortstop this afternoon. Again, Kate Hudson on deck for the Warriors with a man on first, just one out. Top of this fourth inning, Lee Scott with a 6-2 hole. Dropped it in there. And can't get the call for Mason McCrane on the mound. Not a bad-looking pitch, though. I wouldn't be surprised to see some action right here. Short got thrown out at seconds last time. Wouldn't be surprised to see him going as he is. There he goes. And can't catch the corner. Short goes again. Throw is there. Tack can't be made. And he's safe at second base as Harrison Short, his second steal attempt of the afternoon, got picked off the first time, but safe this time as Lee Scott has a runner in scoring position. Aiden Harper with a runner in scoring position. Takes the pitch and rips it down the first baseline. Going to get into foul territory up against the fence. And he stays alive. See how hard that wind is blowing because that ball was headed to the concession stand and just kind of hung up right at the fence line. It actually made its way back into play. But just foul enough. Harper. Takes the pitch again with a runner on second. Swing, miss, strike three. Tipped it into the glove. And another strikeout for Hayden Harper and another strikeout for Mason McCrane. We've talked about it before. That curveball is definitely his strikeout pitch, the late break that it has. It almost appears to have that low loop or the early loopiness coming out of the hands. Then gets almost to the plate and just has that snap to it. Hitters unable to make contact with it so far. is what, eight strikeouts now. McCrane. First pitch low and inside. Ball one for Cade Hudson, who has walked both times up for Lee Scott. So no hits recorded yet, but he's been on base both times. With a runner on second, two away, top of this fourth inning. Lee Scott looking to generate some offense, trailing 6-2. Lays off of it outside. Ball two. Wonder if Paige had any advice for McCrane this afternoon as the two of them looking quite similar 
so far on the mound. Yeah, Lee Scott only scoring three runs yesterday, and they were early in the first inning, just like the two they scored here today. And ever since, pitchers have calmed down as that one is out low under the strike zone for a 3-0 count on Cade Hudson, maybe looking to draw his third walk of the afternoon. But again, Lee Scott scored those two runs in the first, and they've done nothing since. As they trail Glenwood 6-2, the 3-0 to Hudson. Lays off of it, strike one. Runner is going to get off of second base. They pop up, throwing down to second. Throw is a little high and short, able to get back just in time to stay safe on second base at a 3-1 count now for Kate Hudson. McCrane staring back at second base. Kicks his leg up and fires. Lays off of it, does Hudson. And just like that, it goes from 3-0 to 3-2. That was the pitch right there. Hudson knew it as soon as he took it. You can see the grimace on his face. The 3-2. And rips that one towards the softball fields here at Glenwood. Foul territory stays alive at 3-2. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Well, the runner on second here in the top of the fourth. Lee Scott looking to cut in to a 6-2 deficit here on the road at Glenwood. The 91st pitch of the afternoon. And dropped it low for ball four, and Hudson draws another walk. So Hudson draws another walk, his third of the afternoon. And with that being the 91st pitch of this cold afternoon, pitching coach coming out to talk with McCrane You'd love to see him get through this inning. But he will not. But he will not. We're going to have a pitching change for Glenwood as McCrane's day is done. Ended with eight strikeouts on the afternoon for Glenwood. We'll take a break as the Gators having a pitching change here in the top of the fourth. Runners on the corners. Lee Scott trails six to two, trying to have a little two-out magic here on the road in game one between Lee Scott and Glenwood. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumberyard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Look out. 
Gorey's Furniture Express is bursting at the seams, but it's not a structural issue. You don't need to wear a hard hat. Just get to Gorey's now and take home all the top quality furniture you can, because they've got it wall to wall. So you get great pricing and always outstanding customer service. Just bring your truck and enjoy your new furniture that day, or delivery is available. Gorey's, Highway 169, Opelika. Gorey's Furniture Express, your express way to save. New pitcher for the Glenwood Gators, number four, Trent House. As Mason McCrane's day is done, ends with eight strikeouts on the afternoon. As an 0-1 count for Whittington, pops that one deep into left center field, all the way at the wall, and it hits off the wall, and the center fielder can't make a play. They're going to send one run around. They'll hold Whittington up at second base, but Hudson comes around to score, and just like that off the new pitcher, Whittington comes up, and we talked about that wind, and it finally comes into play for the Warriors a couple of feet away from a home run out there in left center, or right center, excuse me, but Lee Scott gets one back, and Lee Scott should Feel a little bit better now off the new pitcher. It, they, it, the, the wind definitely did play a factor in that. The, the sound off the bat didn't sound like anything that was threatening, and it seemed a couple times as if Burton was going to camp under the ball, but he just kept drifting and kept drifting, found himself at the wall and couldn't make the play. And then he hits West in the back. So another base runner for Lee Scott as the Warriors are in business here. With that two-run double, McCrane's final style line, three and two-thirds. Only one hit. Eight Ks, as we mentioned. Uh, those four earned runs now. Much effect because of those seven walks. So a two-RBI double for Whittington makes this a six-to-four ball game. Glenwood on top of Lee Scott with the Warriors in business now, top of this fourth inning. And the sidearm gets in there, tipped away, strike one. On Sam Jackson. And the biggest thing we talked about over the break was you're now forcing Glenwood to use their bullpen a little bit earlier than I'm sure they they anticipated. You saw 91 pitches from McCrane in three and two-thirds of an inning. Hard hit into right, down for a base hit. And they're going to wave, wave him around. Throw comes in, and the slide to play at the plate. Gets him in time. The throw was there, and they tag out Whittington at home plate. So Lee Scott had some momentum. They get a couple of runs back, but a 50-50 call at the plate goes in favor of the Gators. They make the play. Then we head to the bottom of the fourth. Lee Scott leads a couple stranded. They get a couple back, though, as they trail Glenwood 6-4. We head to the bottom of the fourth here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. 
Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. NMLS number 403461. To the bottom of the fourth we go, and Lee Scott cuts into the Glenwood lead. It's now a two-run deficit as the Gators on top of the Warriors, 6-4 to four in the bottom of the fourth. Christian, what did you see there on that play at the plate where Thomas Whittington was thrown out from right field? First off, I love the call. I feel like with two outs, you gotta, you got to send them. you got to make them, make that play, and it's frustrating. Looking at it now as you're not a player, at, at an age like this in a high school, you're never going to get a call when the ball beats a runner to the plate. Well, what I saw was that ball carried the catcher into the left-handed batter's box. That catcher had to make a swipe tag and get out in front of it. And I thought the tag was high. I thought he tagged him on the knee. And I thought the foot got in there safely. But, again, I don't think that you're ever going to get that call. But then again, I love the send. And I think, I think Lee Scott has a little bit of momentum right here, especially if you can hang up a zero right here. Uh, Smith Harkins on the mound for Lee Scott. Came in last inning in relief for Pearson Little. And the Warriors get a couple of runs back in the top of this fourth inning. They trail 6-4. to four. It's a 2-0 count. For Glenwood, that's high. Just gets out of the way. Does Wyatt Tharp. And a quick 3-0 count on the two-hole hitter, the right fielder. With how fast baseball is moving, it might not be too long till we get like a replay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Baseball. Yeah, with the way it's going that's now. As easy as that sounds, yeah. But then the the... Goal would be how do you how do you put the the review system in but not abuse it and how do you put it in and it not take 20 minutes to get the call and, and all that so you just never know man as a 3-0 count for Wyatt Tharp and a four pitch walk and a leadoff base runner for the Gators danger zone again for Lee Scott how about that three walks today for Wyatt Tharp no hits but three straight walks for him. It is, it is chilly out here, folks. The wind is howling, and it is chilly in game one. Reminder, this will be, we will have a doubleheader between Lee Scott and Glenwood. And uh, I'm not a betting man. Don't necessarily agree with it, but if I was, I, I, I'd throw dinner tonight <laughs> on, um, on Lane Griggs squaring here. Squaring to bun, especially with that lead being cut in half, going from a four-run lead to a two-run lead. And steps up and hits it. And, and it's going to be down towards the right field all the way to the wall. It hits off the wall as the runner is going to come around. They will stop at third and second. And a stand-up double for Lane Griggs. His second hit of the afternoon had a triple his last time up and a double this time. And the Gators are in business. And, yeah, we can stop and get some food on the way home. I'll let you pay for it. <laughs> I was going to say, the bigger, the, the bigger thing, the bigger picture here is, yeah, you get to pick where, where we want to go. Man. Ruth Chris, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> the dollar menu at McDonald's. Uh, Glenwood in business now. Nobody out. Two on. Second and third. And that pitch in the dirt. Good stop from Jake Cummings. Back behind home plate for Lee Scott. And it's Brandon McCrane, who is, he's been on both times this afternoon. Doubled his last time up. As Harkins and Cummings come in to have a little conversation. Just trying to get on the same page. If it's a 1-0 count, to the shortstop McCrane. Runners on second and third, nobody out. Bottom half of the fourth. Lee Scott trails Glenwood 6-4. Trying not to make it any more than that. 
High and inside, ball two. Lee Scott pitchers still looking for the first strikeout of the day. You got work to do if you're going to get it here with a 2-0 count on Brandon McCrane. And a dribbler to Kate Hudson at third. Peaks back to third, holds him there, and gets the first out at first base. A big out there from Brandon McCrane. Lee Scott played it perfectly on the infield. Yeah, great job there from Hudson. Field the ball, looking the runner back to third. And still having enough time to fire over to first. And out with no result. You'll take that anytime with runners in scoring position if you're the Lee Scott Warriors. Jacob Page will step up now, first baseman. He reached on an error his last time up. Did the right-hander. Facing the lefty, Smith Harkins. And slides it in. Just on that inside part for ball one. Corners playing in for Lee Scott. So anything hit to third or first could possibly have a play at the plate. And fouls that one off his foot. Comes up shaking it a little bit. Does Jacob Page. Evens up the count at one apiece. One's across the board. One ball, one strike, and one out. Bottom of this fourth inning. Here at Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School. Lee Scott and Glenwood. After a game last night that started with fireworks and ended with Glenwood taking command down the stretch with a 9-3 win. They currently lead the Warriors 6-4, and that's hit hard into left. Got to make a play on it, and they do. Does Lee Scott? Runners will tag. They're going to come to throw to the plate. Not in time. One run will score. A good effort for Harrison Short. He grabbed it out there, threw it all the way in. But a run does score for Lee Scott. Two away, but the lead back up to three for the Gators. Yeah, great play there from Short in left field. A sinking line drive. Never an easy play to make. And you can see that throw that he threw in going against the wind. Mm -hmm. Kind of floated on him just a little bit. Still a closer play. First pitch fouled away from Lucas Holman. Has reached base, <clears throat> excuse me, reached base both times this afternoon. In game one of a doubleheader. If you can get away with one here, that's still almost a momentum boost for Lee Scott. If you're telling me the runner's on second and base, second and third, no outs, and you escape with one run, I think they would they would take that any day of the week. That ball a little high. Cummings stands up to take it. To even up the count at one apiece. So a runner on second for Glenwood. As the left fielder, Holman, has a 1-1 count, two away. Lee Scott trying to get out of it with just one run of damage. Ball's in the dirt outside. Good stop from Cummings again for a 2-1 count. We've talked about the wind coming and going, but I feel like it's been a constant, pretty harsh, pretty harsh wind over the past 10 or 15 minutes. The 2-1, trying to find the strike zone is Smith Harkins. Can't do it there, and a hitter's count 3-1 with two outs. Man on second for the Gators. They've gotten a run back here in the bottom half of this fourth inning. They lead Lee Scott 7-4. The 3-1 from Harkins. And a dribbler up to third. Hudson grabs it, throws across the diamond, and the third out is there. And Lee Scott's out of the inning with just one run given up. And as you said, you'll take that. That is a win for Lee Scott. 
They get out of a big-time jam with just the one run given up. Gators lead 7-4 as we head to the fifth here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secured Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. The Goosh Performing Arts Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gooshcenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. Four down and three to go here at Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School. Jacob Owens and Christian Griffin with you here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. As Lee Scott trails Glenwood 7-4, to four, and the bat's back up now. As Pelzer Reeves, Jake Cummings, and Lane Eddins do up for Lee Scott and a swinging strike one for Pelzer Reeves. Warriors looking to continue things from the previous inning. Had four players reach base in a row. Ground ball up the middle, scooped up on the right side of the infield by the second baseman, makes the play. Heck of an effort for Glenwood. As that is just a, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that one. That is a Really, really good play for Glenwood, and they get the out on Pelzer Reeves. One away here in this fifth inning. Yeah, great play. Running to your right, having to plant and fire to first, having enough arm strength to get the ball there. As you said, a really good play. Strike one in there. As it is still Trent House on the mound, who came in to relief for Mason McCrane. And Cummings up to bat for Lee Scott. And just like that, it's a 1-1 count. House, a bit of a sidewinder, if you will. So that that slider comes at the back of right-handed hitters. Really hard to keep your hands in if you are a right-handed hitter with that Frisbee-esque motion to it. Cummings fouls that off for a 1-2 count. When I was playing growing up, and I played sort of a bit younger, but guys that threw sidearm actually liked it as a right-handed hitter. I don't know why. As that one's lifted down the third baseline, a play can't be made as that'll hit on the other side of the fence, and in foul territory stays alive at 1-2. Does Jake Cummings, but for some reason I liked the sidearm because I felt like I had a little bit extra time to see the ball and see the pitch when they're sidearming it because they're showing you what they're bringing and you can almost get your eye on the ball just about a half second before if, unless they're th you know, compared to throwing over their shoulder. So that was popped up here near us into the parking lot in foul territory. And again, a one-two count on Jake Cummings. But I don't know. I liked that. I liked as a right-handed hitter for some reason. I liked the sidearm pitcher. You didn't see it often growing up, but 
Not the, not the popular choice, not the popular opinion, but I liked it. A one-two again, and that one's fouled into the Glenwood dugout. And again, another one-two to Jake Cummings. Who struck out his last time up. Lane Eddins on deck for the Warriors. Still nobody on one out here in the top of the fifth inning. As Lee Scott trails seven to four versus Glenwood in game one. The good thing for Lee Scott is they've struggled with velocity. We saw from Page and with McCrane as that pitch misses outside. Most of the time, pitchers become sidearm pitchers because they have they have the movement but don't necessarily have the velocity to keep up with those upper arms. So they, they drop down, they drop those their arm slot down to get that effectiveness. That'll, that'll get the Lee Scott hitters to take a little bit more time to see the ball, as you, as you mentioned. On the 2-2. Cummings just able to get the tip of the bat on it to hit it foul and stay alive at a 2-2 count. One away, nobody out. 7-4 deficit for your Warriors against the Gators here on the road. 2-2 to Cummings. And swings way outside for it. Strike three. And another strikeout for Jake Cummings. The first for Trent House in relief for the Gators. Really good sequence there. Went with two, two fastballs. And with that sidearm, has a really good... Uh, really good tail to it. So the pitch starts on the inner half or middle half of the plate, cuts in on your hands. Then you throw that frisbee type slider, starts over the middle half of the plate. And by the time you're starting to swing at it, <laughs> catcher catches it on the left handed batter's box. Just right there it is. As you were talking about it, he went right back to it and a swinging strike one on the DH Eddins, who has two strikeouts on the day. Went outside again. That was in the third. Evened up the count at one apiece. Two away now, top of this fifth inning for Lee Scott. Trying to generate some more offense as they score two in the fourth. That one comes in, catches the inside corner for a tough strike two. If Evans is able to get on, it's Harrison Short on deck for the Warriors. The one-two and a dribbler to the left side infield. Big play made by the third baseman. Throws over and it is in time. Heck of a play from Lane Griggs. He waited on it, didn't run up on it, and threw it across the diamond, gets it there at the last possible second. And a ground out for Lane Eddins and no runs for the Warriors to the bottom of the fifth. You go. Warriors trail Glenwood 7-4 on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Do It Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive-through lumber yard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewardsman. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Do 
is presented by Auburn Express Towing. Now, back to the action. And a pitching change for your Lee Scott Warriors as Smith Harkins Day is done. Jack McKay steps onto the hump for your Lee Scott Warriors as we head to the bottom of the fifth. Gators tra or Gators lead. Gators lead Warriors 7 to 4 here on the campus of Glenwood School. And after this first pitch, we'll get in a quick station identification. In there for strike one from Jack McKay. Station identification here on the Lee Scott Sports Network. AU100 is WAUE and WAUE HD. Waverly, Ern, Opelika, home of Lee Scott Academy Athletics on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Second pitch from Jack McKay is outside in the dirt for ball number one. On Pierce Edwards, number 11 batting now for Glenwood and checks the swing. Doesn't matter. Strike two. A little bit of, a little bit of a trend coming back to baseball. I, I say this like I played that long ago, but <laughs> the, the Clemson cuts. Uh, the, well. Is that the ground ball up the middle? McKay tried to make a play on it and in between shortstop and second baseman. And a single just like that for Pierce Edwards. Go ahead. But those Clemson cuts, the... The pants that you, know, you call them tweeners almost. They don't go up to your knee. They don't, mm -hmm. they're, not, they're not baggy at the ankles. But Clemson cut. They were starting to get popular uh, when I was playing. But you you had to be that dude yeah. if, you, <laughs> if you wanted to wear them because otherwise you'd get shamed for wearing them. But it seems like they're coming back. You see a, a bunch of Lee Scott players wearing them as well as the Glenwood players. That's a laid down bunt down the first baseline. McKay comes up, tries to toss it to first, makes the out, and the runner advances from first to second. So Mason McCrane, no, excuse me. It was a pinch hitter for the Gators. It is Trent House, number four, who was the pitcher who came into relief. He comes in as a pinch hitter for Mason McCrane. It lays down the bunt, and the runner advances from first to second. So one away, but we've seen it again. Glenwood, it moves that runner from first to second. Did you wear those pants when you were playing? Were you that dude? Uh, I mean, I'm not still playing, <laughs> so I can't say that, that I was. Strike one from Jack McKay. But it's because I didn't like side armors like you. So oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> McKay, the tall right-hander for Lee Scott. As the 0-1 count on the nine-hole hitter. Aaron Burton, as that one is ripped back right towards us. I know there's the net there, but I'm still going to oh, flinch yeah. every time. 100%. Still flinch every time. And a quick 0-2 hole now, one away. Bottom of this fifth inning, Lee Scott trailing Glenwood 7-4 in game one of a doubleheader here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app. The 0-2 to Burton high upstairs for ball one. And Lee Scott pitchers still looking for that first strikeout of the afternoon. The one, two to Burton. And just a little upstairs to even up the count at two apiece. McKay continuing to peek back at second base with the runner there. As Lee Scott trying to get out of an inning without giving up a run for just the second time this afternoon. The two, two. And popped it up towards the parking lot. And that hits in the parking lot where we were almost going to park our car, and we decided not to. 
So no damage done in the parking lot. It's still a 2-2 count. As Jack McKay into relief for Lee Scott trying to get out. The nine-hole hitter Burton. The 2-2. And can't get it down in the zone. They get a full count now. 3-2-1 across the board. Three balls, two strikes. And one out with a runner on second for the nine-hole hitter Burton. And unless a double play is made here, Jackson Milam, the number one hitter for the Gators on deck. The 3-2 from McKay and rips it back into the parking lot. And that is a bullet that hit into the trees over there. And a lot of pitches on the nine-hole hitter for just one batter for Jack McKay. He's got to get a couple more baseballs. Going back to that sacrifice bunt, I'm getting a call from our handy-dandy research team, also known as my paper from, <laughs> from yesterday. Uh, but that sacrifice bunt right there is the eighth sacrifice through a game and a half. They do have two sacrifice flies today, but other than that, six sacrifice bunts. On a swinging strike three to get Aaron Burton and a big second out here in the bottom of this fifth inning and back to the top of the lineup. And how about that? The first strikeout of the day for the Lee Scott pitchers. McKay is the third pitcher to see action in the first strikeout on the afternoon. You were saying about those sacrifices. We've known Glenwood does that. Lee Scott knows they do that, but yet they've done it so well yet again today. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's, it goes away. And especially if you look at today's major league world, you know the the stolen bases and the moving guys over—they're mm -hmm. almost eliminated. Which is a fan, which is why I'm a fan of, you know, the bigger bases and stuff like that. In major leagues, it'll implement some more of that. But I still love seeing well executed, well coached, and well played baseball. Again, it's not—it's working against us today. But just the execution of, you know, if the third third baseman runs in, they know how to bunt it to the first base side and still get that runner over. They're doing a really good job of that so far. A 1-0 count on the one-hole hitter, Milam, with two away and a runner on second. That's in the dirt for ball number two. Runner on second, two away, bottom of the fifth inning. And as I mentioned a little bit ago, Lee Scott trying to get out of an inning without giving up a run for just the second time this afternoon. There's that wind again. Anything lifted into the air is going to travel a little bit as that one's high outside. For ball three, the or the outfield, excuse me, is pretty far back compared to where they've been most of the afternoon. And I think that's a combination of the wind and a combination of just how powerful Jackson Milam is, the left-hander. McKay kicks and fires the 3-0 and drops it in. No, couldn't get the call. I thought he was going to get it, but doesn't do so. And a four-pitch walk. For Jackson Milam to bring up Wyatt Tharp. And a mound visit from head coach Tim Hudson. So runners on first and third now for Glenwood. With two away, bottom of this fifth inning, Lee Scott trailing Glenwood 7-4 to four in game one of a doubleheader here on the campus of Glenwood School at Tim Fanning Field. Jacob Goins, Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Reminder that today's game is brought to you by Auburn Express Towing. Whether you're having car trouble in an accident or you own a business and need a car moved, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. As the infield splits up off the mound, we'll see what Jack McKay can do with runners on first and second, excuse me, I said on first and third, runners on first and second for Glenwood with two away. 
And what's crazy is we may be cold right now, but come about a month from now, and we're going to be miserably hot calling these baseball games. But this is pretty. This is pretty chilly for for around this time in the state of Alabama. Had that cold front coming through, and the first pitch to Wyatt Tharp is outside for ball one. See if we can make him swing the bat this time. Three walks in his first three plate appearances. The 1-0 to Tharp. Outside, ball two. And if you look at it from his perspective, why would you? If you've walked three times and Lee Scott has not pitched you enough strikes for you to swing the bat and feel comfortable about it, stand in there and take a walk. So that's a challenge for Jack McKay and this Lee Scott pitching staff right now. Try to pitch some strikes and make them swing the bat, the 2-0 here. There's a strike down Broadway for strike number one. Yeah, very solid day for the on-base percentage. Him and as well as Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson's also 0 for 0 with three walks. With three walks. Have a couple other players for Lee Scott that have a couple walks by their name as well. Unfortunately, only three hits for the Warriors so far. And that one a little low. Can't get the call. Down there near the knees. For a 3-1 count, two away, runners on first and second. Lee Scott looking for a ball on the ground in the infield. McKay stares in, looking for the call, battling with Wyatt Tharp, the left-hander. Kicks and fires, and gets it across the hands for strike two. How big of a strikeout would this be for Lee Scott? Looking for the second one on the day for Lee Scott. Pitchers, runners on first and second, 3-2 count, two outs, bottom of the fifth. Lee Scott trying to avoid giving up runs here. The 3-2. And a ground ball to the right side of the infield. First baseman comes up, tosses to McKay, and steps on the bag for out number three. A big out for Lee Scott, and they get it out Tharp. They're on the ground down. We head to the sixth. We got two more innings to go. And Lee Scott trails 7-4 here on the road at Glenwood. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Leake County and the surrounding areas for 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. Top of the sixth inning, Lee Scott trailing Glenwood 7-4. to four. 
looking for some runs as Harrison Short comes up swinging first pitch and fouls it down the third baseline and starts with an 0-1 count. As Trent House, number four, still on the mound for Glenwood. With two innings to go here in the first game of a doubleheader. Sun beginning to set off to our right a little bit. In Phoenix City, Short lays off of a slow down pitch from Trent House, 0-2. Yeah, no complaints here with the sun starting to set as it's we're up underneath. A little bit of a tower here, so that sunset, we're starting to feel a little bit of that sun. And we could use it as a swinging strike three for Harrison Short, a three-pitch strikeout. The second of the day from Trent House brings up the nine-hole hitter, Hayden Harper, who has two strikeouts of his own so far this afternoon. The 1-0 to him, or excuse me, the first pitch to him is a ball to make it a 1-0 count. Nobody on, just one out. Top of the sixth inning. Lee Scott trailing Glenwood 7-4. And that's it. Into center field. It's going to be a blooper into no man's land. Can't make the play. And Hayden Harper's on. On base for Lee Scott, so a base runner for the Warriors. Hasn't been a popular thing today, but they do get a base runner on with just one out and back to the top of the lineup with Cade Hudson, who's yet to have a hit today, but we mentioned it a little bit earlier. He's been on base every single time with three walks, so we'll see what the mindset is here for the third baseman. That zero from last inning and Jack McKay could serve. It's a high importance here. The Warriors could find a way to scratch one or two, only have to settle for one or two in that seventh, rather than having to try and score three or four. And a base hit up the left side of the infield for Kate Hudson swinging first pitch. And just like that, Lee Scott's got base runners first and second with just one out, top of the sixth inning. And the first hit of the afternoon for Kate Hudson brings up Thomas Whittington, who had a big double that drove in two runs his last time up. Yeah, if that win could become a factor again, find, find some barrel and let the outfielders run after it. It's becoming a factor with whatever they're cooking over there on the grill. <laughs> I can smell it. As Whittington pops it up, it's going to be short outfield just inside the grass. Play is made by the center fielder. Runners will stay where they are, and Whittington pops up and flies out on the first pitch. Good communication there between Burton and McCrane. McCrane goes as far as he can, as far as he can, as long as he can until he hears Burton call him off. That's a much easier play for Burton running in rather than McCrane trying to look over his shoulder and make a running catch. Two away now, top of the sixth inning. Lee Scott runners on first and second, and West comes up and lets it slide outside for ball number one. West was hit by pitch his last time up when Trent House came into the ballgame. And lays off that one, strike one inside corner. Runners on first and second. Two away, top of the sixth inning. Lee Scott trailing Glenwood 7-4, to four, but the tying run is at the plate. In Garrett West. And that's hit hard down the third baseline. Third baseman can't make the play, loses his glove. They're going to send him around. One run will score, and they'll hold up the runners at first and second. And Lee Scott closes the gap. It's 7-5, Glenwood. Great piece of hitting there from West. House tried to run that fastball in on his hands. West got just enough of it to slide it in between the third baseman and that third base bag. Good effort there from Griggs. Loses his glove on the dive. 
but unable to make the play. And that brings up Sam Jackson. Same situation. Two outs, runners on first and second. Belize Scott only trails by two now in the top of this sixth inning. I'd love a little deja vu moment here with Sam Jackson at a three-run homer. Is That'd that... be all right. A little flashback to yesterday as that first pitch rolls in on the dirt for ball one. As the wind has died down for just a second. Early on, you mentioned it. Early on in the game, the wind was on and off. And then the last 30 minutes or so, it's just been nonstop. As the pitcher Trent House thought about throwing in, thought about turning and throwing to second, and decides to hold on to it, and will reset for a 1-0 count. Two away on Jackson. And low for ball number two. And right now, if you're Sam Jackson, you're looking for a strike, making him throw you a strike. It seems like the Lee Scott hitters have completely eliminated that slider. It seems like all that's been hit so far in this inning has been that fastball. We see another example right there, a good 2-0 curveball or 2-0 slider, but Jackson lays off. And a 2-1 count on your starting first baseman, Jackson. 2-1 count, two away, runners on first and second. Lee Scott trailing 7-5 and reaches down for that one, a blooper into left field. And it's now for a base hit. They're going to send Hudson around third. The throw comes in, and it's not in time. Hudson scores. The runners will advance. They'll be on second and third. And Lee Scott is within a run here on the road against Glenwood. A nice hit for Sam Jackson. He's on the board. He's on base. And Lee Scott. Only trailing by one as Hudson comes around to score. Runners on second and third for the Warriors. And that brings up Pelzeriz with a chance to get a big hit, his second of the day, if he's able to get it. First pitch to him comes up swinging and through straight heat. Did Trent House with the fastball, strike one. Runners on second and third. Lee Scott within a run here in the sixth. And Pelzer hits it off the pitcher. It's going to be a play at first. The catcher or pitcher comes over, can't make the play. One run scores, and Pelzer is safe. Reeves is safe. A hard hit ball off of the pitcher, Trent House. Pelzer hustles down the first baseline. A run scores, and runners on the corners in a tie game here at Glenwood. Jack McKay gets even an even bigger applause as his ability to hang up that zero in the home half of the fifth inning carries some momentum to the bats. We four, of, I'm sorry, five of the last six hitters have reached base. Single, single, fly out to center. Single, single, single. So an infield single for Pelzer Reeves has runners on the corners and a tie game at seven here in the top of this sixth inning. And the first pitch swinging, strike one for Jake Cummings. He started off the day with a single and has back-to-back -back strikeouts since. And a great time to get back in the hit column right here with for, runners on the corners. And for Glenwood, that as a third-to-first attempt is made. You don't usually see that with a side armor. No, not so normally. Did not, did not fool anybody, but I was saying that pillar hit was almost the best case scenario for Glenwood because if that gets by the pitcher, that's scoring two runs, mm -hmm. and Lee Scott has the lead. So 
as much as it's unfortunate to give up the run, you know, it's almost like one of those plays where both teams are both teams are a little content with right. the, with the end result. So now a one-one count after the ball. The one-one count tries to sneak it inside that corner, can't do so. Two-one count now. On Jake Cummings. And lays off of it high inside for ball three. If Cummings is able to get on, it is Lane Eddins on deck for the Warriors. Runners on the corners, two away, top of the sixth inning, and a tie ball game at Glenwood. And lays off of it for ball four. Runners on all the bases. They are loaded for the Warriors. And a perfect time for Lane Eddins to get his first hit of the afternoon. And a mound visit for the Gators. And I believe we are going to have a pitching change, and we will. So Trent House's day is done. He ends with a couple of strikeouts. But a tie ball game between Lee Scott and Glenwood. And the Warriors have runners on all the bases with a chance to score some more. We'll head to a break and a pitching change for the Gators here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfeu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. A new pitcher in for the Glenwood Gators as your Lee Scott Warriors have tied it up here on the road. 7-7, Jacob Goins and Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic as the Warriors have scored three here in the top of the sixth and we are tied up at seven apiece. Christian, what has Lee Scott done to get back in this ballgame? Well, again, it goes back to the patience, but also it's almost patience aggr aggressively, aggr <laughs> being aggressively patient. There we go. That's what there I was you go. trying to say. With um, with Trent House, that side armor, we notice he's a two-pitch guy. Fastball, slider, very loopy, frisbee-type slider. And it seemed like Lee Scott was laying off that pitch every single time, just sitting there hunting fastball. No, it was coming eventually. And when they came, they found barrels and found ways to get on base, found ways to continue to rally. And we're not over yet. Not over yet. As Lane Eden steps up to the plate with the bases loaded for Lee Scott. And a chance to take a lead. 
As that first pitch is in for strike number one, Wyatt Tharp on the mound for Glenwood. His first appearance on the mound, of course, this afternoon. Tharp is definitely their velo guy. You can see we saw him in right field last night make that throw in from right field to home. You can tell he had an arm on him and comes up firing the first two strikes here. As Edens fouls that one off and a quick 0-2 hole for Lane Edens looking for his first hit of the afternoon. No better time than with the bases loaded and a chance to take the lead. If your lease got the 0-2 and dropped it in for ball one, did Wyatt Tharp. It's a tough pitch to lay off of there. You're late on two fastballs, so you try and cheat to it, and all of a sudden you get a much slower slider. You're out in front. Good job being able to hold up. The 1-2 to Edens. And a called strike three on the inside corner. Just don't agree with it. A 1-3 or a 1-2, and then gets the strikeout on the inside corner. So Wyatt Tharp comes in and gets a strikeout. Ends his third strikeout on the day. But Lee Scott ties the game at 7 as we head to the bottom of the 6. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumber yard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center and Building Supply. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. This just in, Auburn Bank has completed their 114th year of serving their community. This next one goes out to Auburn Bank, champions of you. Touchdown, Auburn Bank. The champions of you are 114-0. Welcome to Auburn Bank. How can we help? I hear y'all are undefeated. Helping you achieve your financial goals is our goal. Visit championsofyou.com to see how we can serve you. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. Action is this by Auburn Express Towing. Now, to the action. Lee Scott Warriors tie it up at seven here on the road at Glenwood School with the Gators of Glenwood. And a first pitch swinging. It's a ground ball up to the shortstop. Can't make the play. Throws it over, but not in time. And that'll be a leadoff single for Lane Griggs for the Gators here in the bottom of this sixth inning. As Lee Scott able to score three in the top of this sixth inning, they tie it up at seven apiece. But just like that, again, the Gators with a leadoff base runner. Lee Scott has got to find a way to avoid that here down the stretch. Yeah, they do. I mean, I feel like everybody here knows what's going to happen, especially this late in the game. If you can scratch a run here and get three outs, the ball game's over. So you're going to do everything you can to score this runner here. And the first pitch is in for ball number one. I mean, last time you put dinner on it, you want to put breakfast on it tomorrow? <laughs> As a 1-0 count to Brandon McCrane. Runner goes and steps up swinging strike one, but the runner does get to first, or gets to second from first base. 
And so just like that, a runner in scoring position, they're going to tell him to go back. They called a foul ball at the plate. So Called a tip at the plate. Gotcha. Okay, I missed that call. So they're going to call a tip ball at the plate, so the runner will return to first base. So we'll see what the decision is. Here from Brandon McCrane with a 1-1 count. Nobody out and a base runner on first for the Gators in a tie game at seven. As the wind picks up again here in Phoenix City. Temperature beginning to drop even more now as that sun starts to set backed off to our right. Runner stays. Pitch is inside for ball two. And that's the rescue play with McKay, a big big velocity guy, but you can tell he gets that power, being able to drive off the back foot with that leg kick. So you might have to sacrifice some velocity here just to keep that runner off at first. He's got a big lead. And he throws over, runner able to get back in time. It is Lane Griggs, who now has three straight hits after that single, has a triple, double, and a single. He's one hit off a cycle, my friend. You're a little nicer than I am giving him a hit on that one. but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either way. And that one's high outside for ball number three. Game a hit. I guess you could call it the air off the off the bloop at shortstop from Hayden Harper. We'll give him the hit. Make both parties happy. There you go. And a 3-1. And called strike two. As McCrane started to jog to first base. Doesn't agree with the call. But Jack McKay works himself back into the count with a 3-2 now. Still nobody out. Runner on first for Glenwood. Interested to see here if Glenwood puts the runner in motion here trying to eliminate the double play. And they do. There he goes. And the ball is outside for ball four, so it didn't matter. And a walk for Brandon McCrane. So runners on first and second. Nobody out in the bottom of this sixth inning. That'll bring up Jacob Page, who flew out his last time, but the sacrifice fly is able to drive in a run for the Gators. And now has an opportunity with the infield way in on that right side, gets up underneath it, showing bunt, pops it out, fly, foul ball for strike one. Sam Jackson playing first base. He was, in, he was in line with Jack McKay on the pitcher's mound. He is ready to go to not get beat on that bunt if it goes down that first baseline. Hudson calls out the bunt defense. And with the first baseman showing how far he is in, he will cover that right side of the mound. Jack McKay will cover anything on the left side. Hudson will stay put unless the ground ball, or unless the bunt is hit very hard to where he will have to come and make a play at first. And McKay finds the strike zone for strike two on Jacob Page. Still looking for the first out of this sixth inning. Runners on first and second for the Gators in a tie game at seven between Lee Scott and Glenwood. The 0-2, and that's hit into left. Wind's going to carry it a little bit. And the grab is made. Runners tagged. The throw comes into third. And it will be not in time as Harper was the cutoff man. Tried to feed it into Hudson at third. Can't quite get there. So the runners tag up and advance. But the first out of the inning is recorded off the fly out from Jacob Page. With the wind carrying that ball. I know the initial play 
was to go to third and try and get that runner, but I don't hate throwing back to second, keeping that runner at first, because he wasn't going to advance until he saw that throw being made to third. Yep. But I like keeping the runners at first and third, keeping them on the corners and keeping that double play in check. Billy Scott does give up second base, so they've got him in scoring position now to the Gators. With Lucas Holman up to bat, the tall right-hander takes strike one. One away, Lee Scott. I'm surprised the infield is not in as well, knowing that these are open as they yep, come. As they come in, maybe they heard you. As that's a hard hit ground ball to third. Hudson jumps up, makes the play, throws over to the diamond on first, and gets the second out. Runners stay put, and another big out for this Lee Scott defense on the infield. Two away now in the bottom of the sixth. McKay's doing a good job so far. Came out, escaped danger last inning. Let's see if he can do it again here. With Pierce Edwards, the catcher for Glenwood, singled his last time up. Credit to Hudson as well. And a couple of those choppers to third. Played the long hop. Had enough time to look the runner back to third before firing over to first. And the first pitch is a soft hit ball to the pitcher. Jack McKay hit it off of his ankle as Hudson throws over to first. Not in time. A run will score. And a tough play to make. It hit off of Jack McKay's ankle, and he was frustrated with himself after he thinks he should have made the play. Tough one to make. And Glenwood takes an 8-7 lead. Pierce Edwards gets the RBI. Runners on the corners for the Gators, and they take their lead back. Yeah, a really tough play all the way around. Definitely had enough time to feel it wasn't hit super hard, but looked like it hit right on the lip of that mound. Yeah, either the mound or his ankle. I believe it's off the mound, as that's in for strike number one on Mason McCrane. And it had a real long kick. I mean, it almost kicked all the way over to Cade Hudson on third. But by the time it got over there, just couldn't make the play. With Pierce Edwards hustle down the line. So a run does score for the Gators. They take an 8-7 lead. And the 0-1 count on McCrane rips it into foul territory over the Glenwood dugout for strike two. Coming down to crunch time. For Lee Scott here in the bottom of the sixth. Got to get out of it. Got two outs and an 0-2 count on Mason McCrane. Runners on the corners. McKay kicks and delivers and pops him up down the third baseline. Foul territory again and stays alive at 0-2. Due up for Lee Scott. In the seventh inning will be short. Harper and then back up to Kate Hudson. But work to do still with an 0-2 count on Mason McCrane. McKay delivers, runner goes, and foul tips it back into the press box to stay alive at 0-2 again. Lee Scott content with giving up second base, knowing that that's as far as he can go. Wanting to stay home for any live ball that would be put in play. The 0-2 again from McKay. Kicks and delivers, and it's hit. Into left field, down the third baseline, and it stays fair. A run will score for Glenwood again. The runners come in. They stay on the corners. No, McCrane's going to go from first to second. He's able to get there, and another run scores for the Gators. They've taken a two-run lead here in the sixth. A little hit him where they ain't. Ball is on the outer half. Wasn't hit very hard. 
about three feet fair off that left field foul line. Holman was unable to make the play. Tried to get the runner at third. And again, good aggressive base running there from Glenwood. Saw the, the throw being made to third. And McCain, McCrane, I'm sorry, decided to go ahead and take that extra bag as well. So after McCrane gets on, thanks to Thanks to a nice piece of hitting from him. We're going to have a pinch runner come in. Aaron Burton no longer batting. And it'll be number 20, Camden White, who will step in for him. And here's the problem. With two outs, if White's able to get on, Gators are back to the top of the lineup. Runners on second and third. The pitch outside ball one. I mentioned once Lee Scott gets back to the bats in the top of the seventh inning, it'll be short Harper and Hudson, unless they have any hit, pinch hitters there, as that one's in the dirt for ball number two. Lee Scott's got to find a way to get out of this inning and get back to the bats. They trail Glenwood 9-7 to seven after giving up two here in the bottom half of the sixth. 2-0, and catches that inside corner with the fastball strike one. Sun continuing to set back off to our right. Steady breeze here at Tim Fanning Field. The 2-1 and way above the batter's head. Good catch behind home plate for Jake Cummings. Straight down into the wall and another run scoring for the Gators. But out now. On and White. Again, his first plate appearance of the afternoon. 3-1 from McKay. And a foul tip. It was in on the hands. He took a swing at it anyway. And a foul tipped into the glove, 3-2. McKay's got to make a pitch here. Get something on the ground, something in the air, a strikeout. Here it is. And got the strikeout swinging. Jack McKay picks up his second of the day. And Lee Scott will have an opportunity in the top of the seventh. They give up two in that sixth inning. They trail Glenwood 9-7 to seven as we head to the seventh and final frame here on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. Hey, it's Dave from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn. We live in a world that is constantly changing, and the Car Stereo Shop is changing with it. The Internet has created options for shopping and a misconception that your best deals are online. Not always is the cheapest price your best deal. Here's what you can expect at the Car Stereo Shop. Competitive pricing, quality products, a sales staff with outstanding product knowledge, the best warranties, and the best customer service. Come by the store at 1914 Open Like a Road or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Your business of 20 years hits a major growth mode. Then you realize you've spent 5,000 hours on conference calls, 8,000 hours in meetings, a million hours working late, all to take care of your customers. But you'll only trust your one true passion and your company's future to one bank, Troy Bank & Trust. Today, tomorrow, and always. The only bank you'll ever need, Troy Bank & Trust. Member FDIC.
yourself by switching to our Visa Platinum credit card or secure Visa credit card. At Four Seasons Federal Credit Union, our competitive rates, no annual fees, and no fees for balance transfers and cash advances are how we reward our members. Apply in person or online now at apply.fourseasonsfcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal opportunity lender. Ask for details. You're listening to the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, the official broadcast partner of Lee Scott Academy Athletics. Lee Scott has a chance, down by two in the top of the seventh inning. As they trail Glenwood 9-7 to seven here on the road in game one. Jacob Goins, Christian Griffin with you on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, as we'll have a new hitter come in. It is Paul Harper, number 24, for Lee Scott. will lead things off to try to lead the comeback effort for the Warriors here in the seventh. What's the mindset here for Lee Scott? You try by two with the bottom of your lineup coming up. You got to see some pitches. You got to just do anything you can. Sacrifice your body. You got to find a way to get on baseball any means necessary. So Paul Harper, Hayden Harper, and Kate Hudson do up for Lee Scott in the top half of the seventh inning, trailing by two. You need at least two to extend the game. Paul Harper, the power right-hander, swings at a first pitch strike. Reminder, this is a doubleheader. So once this one is over, be about 20 or 30 minutes after, we'll get you set up for game two between Lee Scott and Glenwood. Because that one's in the dirt. For ball number one, still Wyatt Tharp on the mound for the Gators. And lays off of that one for a 2-1 count. Nobody on, nobody out here in the top of the seventh inning. Lee Scott trailing Glenwood 9-7. And foul tipped down the first baseline for a 2-2 count. Kicked off the catcher's shin guards, I believe. Am I crazy or is it warmed up in the last 10 or 15 minutes? Or maybe we're just... Maybe we just got used to it by now. That's what's funny is you don't we don't think about the constant wind because it's constant and it's, it's constant. It is very cold. So the, <laughs> the few times when it when it stops for a second, that's when you feel warm for for a minute or two. And Harper lays off the two two. Got him on the curveball inside strike three. That's just such a touch tough pitch to to react to. Again, you're late on a couple of those fastballs, and as as a batter. You know, you recognize that. Like I'm, hey, I'm getting, I'm getting blown away by this fastball. I gotta try and do something. You're gonna try and cheat to it a little bit, and all of a sudden the off speed comes, and you're out in front. You're caught in no man's land. So the first pitch to Hayden Harper hits him right in the stomach. Stomach, even the lower area. That one got away from him. And hopefully Hayden Harper is okay. He hit the ground immediately as that one got away from Wyatt Tharp, and it hits, hits Harper right in the lower area. So hopefully he's okay, and he's still in a lot of pain. Tell you what, we'll take a quick break as Hayden Harper down right there next to home plate took a fast one right to the lower area, and hopefully he's okay. We'll give you an update. We'll take a break. This is the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Every sports team has a glue guy, an unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. As Hayden Harper able to get up under his own power after taking a very fast pitch to the lower area. And um, again, he's able to get up off his own power as he's made it about halfway down to first base, trying to walk it off a little bit. As least uh, we'll get a base runner here in the top of the seventh inning, but main focus right now is Hayden Harper's health. And I hope he is okay. He's going to try and walk it off down to first base. If it gives any clear explanation through the radio, there's not too many more pains that are more painful for for a male than than that right there, especially not coming from a an upper 80s fastball. No, that's the one we were told to just go down and hold your knee, <laughs> yeah. and and that's that's what Hayden Harper has done, and and he is he jogged down or walked down to first base, but he's going to come out. That one, I believe, just got away from Wyatt Tharp. I don't think anything malicious there. I don't think no. anything aiming for anything. I think just got away from him a little bit. As Harper does come out of the game, so we hope he's okay. As a pinch runner will come in for Lee Scott. And if there is good news out of this, the Warriors have a base runner with the tying run at the plate in Kate Hudson, who singled his first time up and has been on base every single time. Good news for Harper and Lee Scott. You saw me have a little... Little smile to his to the dugout as he walked in. So, I think they were all waiting for that little opportunity to, to smile through the pain. I guess you could say. And so a beach runner here for Lee Scott, top of the seventh, one away. Hudson up to bat, and that one's low away for ball one. They trail Glenwood nine to seven here in the top of the seventh inning in game one of a doubleheader on the road at Tim Fanning Field on the campus of Glenwood School. Warriors have exactly who they want up and on deck. Hudson takes the 1-0. Take outside for ball two. Hudson on deck. Or Hudson up to bat. You mentioned Whittington on deck for Lee Scott. Has that big double to RBI. Outfield playing very deep. Not trying to allow any doubles. You'll allow a little, little bloop to drop in front of you, but you don't want something to get to the gap and get to the wall. And pitcher Tharp throws back to first base, trying to catch the pinch runner. Can't do so. And he's able to get back in time. Still a 2-0 count. On the third baseman, Hudson. Tharp peeks back at first. Kicks and fires. Big swing from Kate Hudson. Strike one. And you don't hate the swing there. Went after it. 
Just couldn't quite get there. Yeah, no, especially in an attack count like that, you're looking for a fastball. He got it. In a situation like this, you're almost trying to tie the game. And he pops that one up into the parking lot for strike number two. And it doesn't hit any cars yet. And it's going to be okay. But just like that, you go from a 2-0 to a 2-2 now. On the one-hole hitter, Kate Hudson looking for his second hit of the afternoon. Runner on first, one out. Top of the seventh, Lee Scott trailing Glenwood by two. They need a big one here from Hudson. And swinging strike three. He went after it upstairs, just couldn't quite get there. And Tharp has his second strikeout of the day. The 12th total strikeout for Glenwood pitchers this afternoon. And the Warriors down to their final out here in game number one. Runner on first, tying run still at the plate as Thomas Whittington, the left-hander, steps in. Looking for another big hit. Pitcher throws over and runners there in time. A 9-7 lead for Glenwood in a ball game we've seen get out of hand a little bit for Lee Scott. They tied it up and gave up a couple of runs in the bottom of that sixth inning to have a two-run deficit. That one way outside and able to be reeled in by Pierce Edwards behind the plate and a 1-0 count to start the at-bat for Thomas Whittington. You can hear that wind pick up again. Anything in the air is going to carry in the outfield for Whittington. Tharp peeks over to first base two, three times and delivers. And a smart layoff by Whittington. He wanted to go after it, decided not to do so. And it's ball number two. Tharp's paying a lot of attention to that runner at first. I mean, I don't think, I don't. I, I was wrong the first time, but I feel like I could strongly say that they're not going to try and steal, knowing that that's, that run essentially means nothing other than that eighth run. We still need another one to to tie the game. That one catches the outside corner for strike one on Thomas Whittington. A 2-1 count now, still two outs, runner on first. Lee Scott trying to tie it up or take the lead here in the seventh inning as they trail Glenwood by two. Whittington lays off and it's outside, ball three. And it's Garrett West on deck for Lee Scott. If Whittington's able to get on, who singled his last time up, did West. A big pitch here from Wyatt Tharp and a hitter's count for Whittington. The 3-1. Here it is. And he laid off of it. Called strike two on the outside. I just don't think so. I just don't think so. And a 3-2 count on a bad call outside. I'll call it like it is. A 3-2 count now two away. And Whittington down. And the Warriors down to their final strike here in game one. Runner on first, two away, full count on the two-hole hitter, Whittington. Tharp kicks and fires, and a swinging strike three on the ground. Made the tag before he jogged down, and that'll do it. Lee Scott drops game one against Glenwood, 9-7 to seven here on the road. As the Gators explode for those nine runs, Lee Scott had a runner on, but unable to bring him around, and they drop game one, nine to seven, here on the road. Stay tuned, we'll have a quick post-game show, the Orthopedic Clinic post-game show on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. 
Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. Center at Auburn University is Alabama's newest premier destination for the arts, bringing you the very best of Broadway, dance, music, and more. Learn more about upcoming performances and our calendar of events online at gougecenter.auburn.edu. That's G-O-G-U-E center.auburn.edu or call the box office at 334-844-TIXS. Every sports team has a glue guy, the unsung hero that does the dirty work. Society's glue guys are towing companies. Whether your car is in an accident or you own a business and need a vehicle moved, we all need tow trucks. When you need one, call Auburn Express Towing, offering 24-hour towing services. AET specializes in parking lot and private property towing in Auburn. Call 334-821-6033. Auburn Express Towing, located at 615 Opelika Road. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation has made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Lee Scott falls to Glenwood in game one of a doubleheader, 9-7 to seven here on the road. Welcome into the Orthopedic Clinic post-game show here on the Lee Scott Sports Network presented by the Orthopedic Clinic. And we'll wrap it up pretty quickly as we'll get off the air for a little bit and get you ready for game number two here on the road at Glenwood as Lee Scott falls to the Gators, 9-7 to seven in game one. And Christian, I'll let you read off some of the stats from this first game. Yeah, final score, 9-7, Glenwood. Glenwood with eight hits, uh, Lee Scott with six Lee Scott also had two errors, both serving crucial, as both of those were in that five-run third-inning frame that ultimately sealed the deal for Glenwood. And I think the biggest thing that we look at here when you're looking through the box score, uh, six, seven, eight, nine. that back half of the lineup, one for 14 with 10 strikeouts mm. on the evening. That's really hard to look at and try to get production from that lower half because you want the lower half to be able to uh, to to feed into that, yep. that one, two, and three but it's just hard to get anything going. I mean, credit to the guys, too. McCrane, Trent, House, and Tharp. Uh, again, double-digit strikeouts for the second time in two games against Lee Scott. Lee Scott falls to Glenwood 9-7 to in game number one as it is about 6-15 right now. Second game should start in the next 20-30 minutes. Uh, so we'll go off the air, come back, and we'll get you ready for game number two. So stay tuned here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app. For my broadcast partner, Christian Griffin, I'm Jacob Goen. Stay tuned here on AU100. Game two coming up between Lee Scott and Glenwood here on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Come back in about 30 minutes. We'll have game two as the 
sun starts to set, it's going to be chilly out here in Phoenix City. Stay tuned. Lee Scott Baseball will return in about 30 minutes here on AU100, AU100FM.com, and the AU100 app. I'm Jacob Goins. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later, and go Warriors. Listening to Lee Scott Warrior Baseball, brought to you by Auburn Express Towing on the Lee Scott Sports Network, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, sponsored by the Orthopedic Clinic, Auburn Express Towing, also Brook Law Group, the Gouge Performing Arts Center, Auburn Bank, and Russell Building Supply. This broadcast is copyrighted by Radio Alabama for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions, or accounts of the game without Radio Alabama's consent is strictly prohibited. Thanks for listening.